The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 27th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Guadalupe's Mexican Grill kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. In 2012, Notre Dame opened the season in Dublin, Ireland against Navy. ND dominated that game. Everett Golson, Theo Riddick, Tyler Eifert, Lewis Nix, Stefan Tuitt, and Manti Teo. The Irish in 2012 were loaded with talent. Tuitt scored on a 65-yard scoop and score. The Irish rushed for 293 yards and four TDs, and the defense held Navy that day to 149 yards rushing. ND blew the midshipmen out 50-10. to That blowout was a sign of good things to come. The 2012 team went on to a perfect 12-0 regular season. By mid-November, ND was the number one ranked team in the nation, a status they held until falling to Alabama in the national title game. Last Saturday, the Irish were back in Dublin against Navy, and the similarities to 2012 are numerous. The Irish again were loaded with talent. Audric Estimate, Jaden Greathouse, Jaden Thomas, Joe Alt, Jack Kaiser, Maris Leofau, and Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman. Hartman threw four TDs and showed just about everything ND fans had been hoping for. Leadership, escapability, decision-making, and accuracy. Hartman has a skill set not seen in these parts in a decade, or maybe three. And the Irish showed more than that. The offensive line with two newcomers gelled. Estime, with 95 yards and a TD, led a stable of runners. Freshman Jaden Greathouse notched his first ever receiving TD and his second, while nine different receivers caught passes. Defensively, Maris Leofau and Jack Kaiser led a group that held Navy to 2.6 yards per carry and just 12 first downs. And just as they did in 2012, ND blew out the midshipmen, this time 42-3, to start a season in Dublin, Ireland. So what does this signal for the rest of 2023? Can this team approach the heights reached in 2012 and maybe go one step further? Last Saturday, the Irish showed practically everything that Irish fans had been dreaming of since the 2022 season was put to bed. Depth and athleticism on defense a cohesive offensive line, emerging wide receivers, a deep and talented running back room, and Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. And one other 2012 comparison may bode even better for 2023 because Everett Golson, with all due respect in 2012, was no Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. The Fighting Irish will face a challenging schedule in 2023. Six teams in the top half of the ACC and three top 10 teams. Surviving such a slate unblemished like Indy did in 2012 has looked to be a long shot. But after a dominant start of the season and Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, those odds are looking better, better, and better. Guadalupe's Mexican Grill now with locations on Illinois, Leo, and DuPont Roads and in Georgetown Square. Guadalupe's food made fresh. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling, 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's the next generation of light beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview.
The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! Flight by Yingling. It's the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Tim Priester, you know, just like 2012, another dominant win by the Irish over Navy in Ireland to open the season. In 2012, of course, Manti Teo and company went on to be undefeated during the regular season, made it all the way to the national title game. Any comparisons come to mind between the Irish in 2012 and this year's team? I don't know that I'm prepared to say that, Phil, other than you love it when you open the season and you're hitting on all cylinders and Notre Dame certainly was that uh, last Saturday, you know, you never know you have a new offensive coordinator. uh, You have a new special teams coach. You have a new quarterback who's pretty good as, as it turns out, as we knew, but you know, it just all clicked. And I thought, I, I thought the body language, the performance, they were ready to come out and be physical. You had two starting, uh, two new guards starting, and they were both very aggressive. You're, you're always worried about a team that stands around a little bit and gets caught up in the um, in emotion of the, the moment. But I thought they were just, they were ready to play. They were organized. The coaching staff had to do some ciphering there on the defensive side because Navy was doing a lot of things that they weren't prepared to do. So, I mean, I just think the first thing that comes to mind is, boy, were they ready to start the season. That was the same way 11 years old. Yeah, they were. And that that was the most uh, thing that stood out the most to me about the 2012 game. And I was in Dublin for that one as well. Two differences that I I see. And one is quarterback play. I mean, as I said off the top of this show, with all due respect to Everett Golson, Sam Hartman and Everett Golson are in different leagues. But the schedule, I think, in, in 2023 is going to be just a little bit tougher. So let's let's talk about the difference maker here, though, and that's Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman. His debut in blue and gold was outstanding, 18 of 23, 251 yards, four TDs. Tim, put the performance into context. When was the last time Notre Dame had a quarterback demonstrate such a skill set? He did everything, just about everything, correct? Yeah, he really did. I mean, I guess you could you could say when when Ian Book was in his third year as a starter, he he knew what he was doing too. But this guy, this guy, Sam Hartman, he just he sees the field. That was always a problem with Ian Book. He couldn't see over his offensive line. I'm not sure that Hartman's that much taller than Ian Book, uh, but the experience factor. He and and look, we we saw this on film watching him at Wake Forest. 
We saw it in person during the preseason in July and August where he goes through his progressions and he just knows where everybody is, where the ball should go, how much time he has, uh, who's available, where are they. That's why I think we're going to see a lot of receptions for guys like Chris Tyree and Matt Salerno underneath and then the running backs. He's just he's about as polished as you can be, and he now has well over 3,000 college snaps, and it certainly showed itself last Saturday. Yeah, 3,000 college snaps, and you'll you'll learn a little bit about the game. And uh, and and Hartman really demonstrated that. I I thought about Ian Book too because Ian Book was such a winner. Uh, but in many of those occasions that we saw last Saturday, where Hartman was going through his progressions, Ian Book would have tucked the ball and ran and taken five yards. Yeah. So big difference between those two skill sets there. You know, Brady Quinn was really good. Jimmy Clausen had some really great games. But uh, Sam Hartman, lots of fun to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward for the rest of the year. Uh, Tim, how did the new play calling operation work? A new offensive coordinator, Jared Parker, he was upstairs. Quarterback coach Gino Gadouli, he was prominent down on the field uh, relaying information during breaks and play. How did that operation seem to work on day one? It, it appeared to be very efficient. You know, when, when I got home and then had an opportunity to watch the TV version of it, everything, the communication seemed to be very calm. That is one thing that Gino Gadouli is. He is a very calm man on the football field. And of course, he's hooked up with Jared Parker upstairs and it, it just all worked. There was, there were no, you know, one time it's almost like Sam Hartman feels like he has to apologize for calling a timeout as, as the clock is winding down in the second half. But again, that's because he's so experienced and so confident in his abilities that he figures to work his way out of every issue before he has to, to call a timeout. I thought Jared Parker, I don't want to over. I don't want to overstate it because it was Navy and they physically manhandled them, but we've seen times where Notre Dame hasn't done that, like the second half of the Navy game last year. So I thought Jared Parker was uh, – I talked to him on Tuesday. He said, you know, I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say I had, had some nerves, but you just feel such an overwhelming sense of responsibility to the university, to your players, to the fans – Everybody, I thought he, I thought he was great. Uh, you know, and Navy had, uh, Navy did not have very many answers for Notre Dame's offense and Sam Hartman, you know, leading them on five touchdown drives, just like the blue gold game. I mean, eight of the first nine drives that Sam Hartman wore a Notre Dame uniform and was on TV led him to touchdowns going back to the spring. So really, really efficient, uh, well communicated. Nice job by Jared Parker, step one. Yeah, an offensive attack that is so balanced and not something uh, Notre Dame has seen for a while. And part of that balance is something that Notre Dame has had over the years, and that's a good running game. And the running game just looks to be really extraordinary. Five running backs got into the action. The Irish racked up 191 yards total. Tim, how much of this is a tribute to that offensive line? Uh, we know about Alt, Carell, and Fisher, but how did the newcomers, Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler, perform in their first starting games at guard? I, I thought they did really well. I thought Pat Coogan was the more physical of the two, but he's a little bit bigger and a little bit older. And, and, and yet Rocco Spindler, you know, again, as I said at the beginning, you put a guy in for the first time, and 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 sometimes the moment can be too big. It wasn't. They were aggressive. You know, with an offensive lineman, when in doubt, keep moving and hit somebody, right? And and that's that's what those two did. And and you know, you, you can look at the touchdown run by Jadarian Price. That was clearly opened up by Alton Coogan. I think the left side 
will be the side that Notre Dame prefer, prefers, uh, which was the case last year with with Patterson and Alt, certainly. Uh, you know, the running backs ran hard behind that offensive line. It was just, it was really, it, it's so hard. I, I can, we can critique individuals. I think when you go to the receiving core, you can critique individuals, but as a unit, um, the, you know, this offensive line came out ready to play and the running backs ran hard. And, you know, the 191 yards rushing is really kind of deceiving because, you know, that was more of a 250 yard type performance type effort from the offensive line. Yeah. When you play Navy, the game's a little shorter. So the stats Very sometimes true. look skewed, but uh, they ran to their heart's content. Uh, and talking about those receivers, uh, nine overall caught passes. Jaden Greathouse, two touchdowns uh, in his freshman year debut, including the first pass reception of his career. Uh, that's that's all good stuff. Jaden Thomas looked good. Uh, Deion Colsey got into the action, didn't play a lot of snaps, but made them count with three catches. So uh, some guys emerging there. But who can be the deep threat here, Tim? And of course, you know I'm, what I'm getting at, and that's Tobias Merriweather. He was not one of those nine guys that caught a pass. Yeah, I feel like every time I talk about Notre Dame's offense, I'm pounding on Tobias Merriweather, and it's a little bit unfair. He's just he he only he he barely played last year. The one time he caught a pass, it was a 41 yard touchdown against Stanford, and he started out slowly against Navy this year. He had you know again a credit to Jared Parker gives him a chance to get his feet wet. You know, fourth play of the game, they throw him. He's he's part of a trips to the right. They throw the ball to him underneath, and he, he just doesn't catch the football. And then a deep ball in the end zone that that Sam Hartman underthrew, but you'd like to see Merriweather just be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more forceful. But, I, you know, you hope he gets there. He's a, he's a true talent. He is the deep threat. Colsey, I mean, Colsey played well. He did a great job. I'm not sure I would call him a deep threat because he's a bigger guy. But uh, Merriweather, he just he needs to step up. If he doesn't, Rico Flores, a freshman, will start to get more reps. But we're being nitpicky here because just about everybody excelled. Well, this week's game against Tennessee State might be a good time for Merriweather to finally get started. Defensively, ND shut down Navy really well in the first half and just seemed to get stronger in the second. Jack Kaiser, eight tackles, Maris Leofau, seven. The linebacking core was outstanding. And I thought it interesting this week, and, and it was something that I was noticing uh, watching in detail every play of the game. Defensive coordinator Al Golden confirmed, and as you had reported on irishillustrated.com this week, that Navy threw a whole bunch of stuff and formations at the Irish that they had not seen before. Talk about that. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, we look at it, you know, from the amateur's eye and say, oh, well, they only threw it six times, so their offense wasn't much different. That couldn't be any further than the truth, and it's nuanced. Uh, but the game is nuanced today. It's not like Lou Holtz's team's lining up and hammering you. It's very nuanced, and they knew right from the beginning that Navy was doing some different things with their fullbacks. There were two fullbacks on the field at once which immediately uh, tells you that things are a little bit haywire here. Yeah, I thought the linebackers played great. Leofau, uh, Leofau Bertrand and and and, uh, and Kaiser were really, really good. I was talking to Kaiser on Tuesday, and, you know, he talked about all the things that they prepared for, and then they didn't get those looks in the game. And I said, but didn't all that preparation help you adjust to those different looks? And he said, 100%. So, uh, there's something to be said for that. They were well-schooled, and when things went a little bit haywire, they had something to fall back on. And again, I think this comes down to, for the first time in a few years, 
Notre Dame has a defensive coordinator that's been there for two years. You're talking about the same language. I know people hear that and they think it's coach speak, but it's true. When you're going from from Clark Lee to to Marcus Freeman to Al Golden, there are adjustments that have to be made. And I think the ability to make those adjustments against Navy is a reflection of Al Golden being there second year and having a very, very smart linebacking core. Right, absolutely. Credit uh, that uh, smooth operation by the coaching staff of adjusting to some continuity in that in that position at defensive coordinator. Uh, Tim, now back in the States, the chaos of covering a season uh, gets a little more organized because this is all just organized chaos. How do you feel about playing games 3,614 miles away from home and any particular lasting memories from Dublin? Well, it's the third time I've been there, Phil, and this was this was the best for me because Irish Illustrated was so involved uh, with what we what, with what we did during the week. We had two events that Len Clark organized for us, and uh, one was was a uh, a really interesting one, a whiskey tasting event with Irish Illustrated involved on on Thursday night, and then Friday we did our podcast from the bar in Dublin. And it, it was just great. Had a, you know, probably more than, I can't think of a, a road game where uh, our staff mixed with Notre Dame fans as much as we did. Of course, we we got there earlier than we normally do, but it was just a, it was a great event. Notre Dame fans were out and uh, it is definitely the most memorable of, of my three trips to Dublin. It, it was just fantastic. Um, my second time there, and I, I just loved it. I love playing uh, games like this. It was a home game, but again, it was 3,614 miles away. And uh, those events were fun. I was at, at them as well that, that you mentioned, and it was fun meeting fans and uh, meeting all the Notre Dame people. Tim, I, one last question, one last quick hit. I'm, I'm hearing that Notre Dame might be planning another game uh, somewhere in the Europe or someplace far, far away in the near future. Have you heard any rumors about this? I don't have anything specific, but I think we all believe that the next time Notre Dame goes overseas, uh, Rome, Italy would be an appropriate place for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame to play a football. Well, let's start that rumor as well. In fact, maybe that's I had heard that from you, and that's why I'm telling people that, hey, this is just kind of a rumor, but it could happen. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 384th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. This is Art Salzberg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Sharon McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Shearer McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Shearer McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. Shearer McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Shearer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. Shearer McCulloch. 
The Fighting Irish Pack of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Ed Tall jones and Richard Dent are both products of Tennessee State. So is Oprah Winfrey, class of 1986. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Flight by Yingling. It's the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The number 13 ranked Irish are at home against the Tennessee State University Tigers this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 3.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanderbilt, and Premier Pontoons. New and previously owned, we share your boating passion. And this week we start a series on the top ND defensive players of the last 20 years. First up, a player who excelled at two positions for the Irish, linebacker and safety Harrison Smith. Born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee, Harrison Smith was a three-sport star in high school, a two-way player on the football field, and Gatorade Football Player of the Year in Tennessee in 2006. As a four-star recruit, he turned down offers from the likes of Alabama and his hometown, Tennessee Volunteers, to come to South Bend and play for Charlie Weiss. Redshirted as a freshman in 2007, he went on to have a major impact on the Irish defense for the next four seasons. As a sophomore, he started at linebacker for nine games and recorded 57 tackles, including eight and a half for loss and had three and a half sacks. The next season, he split time between strong safety and linebacker and recorded 69 more tackles, including six and a half for loss in 12 starts. By his senior year in 2010, now playing for Brian Kelly, he settled in at strong safety and was second only to Manti Teo with 93 tackles, and he led the team with an impressive seven interceptions. Smith came back for a graduate season in 2011, and he again was second to Teo, this time with 91 tackles, including three for loss, two forced fumbles, and 10 pass breakups. He was so respected by his teammates and the coaching staff that he was selected as that season's only captain, a rare honor in the modern era. Smith went on to be a first-round NFL draft pick in 2012 of the Vikings and is now in his 12th season in Minnesota. Tim, when I think of Harrison Smith, I recall how it seemed to take a while to find his best position at Notre Dame, and I also think about his leadership skills. Yeah, he really struggled at outside linebacker. It wasn't a natural fit for him, and and they needed him on the field, and it was the most appropriate thing to do at the time. But when he moved to safety, he really found his footing uh, yeah, absolute leader, quiet leader, not a, not a real outspoken guy. Uh, I always laugh when I, I would talk to his teammates and they'd call him Harry. It just seemed so, so out of place. I always knew him as Harrison, but what a humble, grounded, uh, just a great all around uh, person who I really one of my favorite players that I've covered in, in this century with an excellent chance, I think. 
as he can, uh, goes down the stretch of his NFL career to, to make it to the Hall of Fame. Just a quality quality young man and uh, a real Notre Dame man. And he's gone on to do well, that's for certain. And Harrison Smith, interestingly enough, was named after actor Harrison Ford. Harrison Smith, another Marine at Lake Age, all-time Irish hero. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish Victory. The Tennessee State Tigers are coming off a 4-7 and seven season. They are coached by former Ohio State and NFL star running back Eddie George, who is now in his third season at the helm. Located in Nashville, Tennessee, it's a historically black university that plays in the Ohio Valley Conference at the FCS level. This game marks the first time ever Notre Dame has played a school outside the FBS. The Tigers return 11 starters from a year ago, five on offense, six on defense. At quarterback, they'll rely on senior Draylon Ellis, who transferred in from Austin P two seasons ago. Ellis threw for 1,806 yards and eight TDs against six interceptions a year ago. Overall, the Tigers have utilized the transfer portal extensively and have rebuilt their offensive line by replacing both guards and both tackles. That was a unit that last year gave up a whopping 37 sacks, the worst mark in the Ohio Valley Conference. Their leading rusher from a year ago, Jalen Rouse, who had 648 yards and two TDs, returns in an offense that averaged just 18.3 points per game. The Tigers' top returning pass catcher is sophomore Karate Brenson, who had 25 catches good for 329 yards and a touchdown for an offense that just managed 10 total touchdown passes in 2022. On the defensive side of the ball, Tennessee State has shown some strength. Their pass defense with returning starters was tops in the conference. They boast a couple of pass rushing defensive ends in conference first team selection Terrell Allen and Jalen Bella, a transfer from Mississippi Valley State. Also look for solid play out of two brothers, linebacker James Green, who is back after missing last season due to injury, and safety Josh Green, who led the Tigers with three interceptions. The transfer portal introduces an element of the unknown in analyzing this matchup. In fact, Tennessee State has 34 players in 2023 who at some point played for other college football programs. That said, the disparity in talent level between the Tigers and the Irish is profound. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? The interesting thing, Phil, is a lot of time when we talk about transfers, you know, we don't, it, th- this goes in the opposite direction. Here's what I mean by, by that. They have two offensive linemen from Central Michigan that have transferred in there. That means that they weren't playing at Central Michigan and they wanted to come to a place where they could get on the field. So the key to this, I mean, this is, there's a disparity most, most definitely along the offensive and defensive line. The key to this is winning the line of scrimmage in Notre Dame. They will do that this Saturday. Just win the line of scrimmage, uh, something the Irish did really well against Navy. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? I'm going to stick up front there, Phil. Uh, the Tennessee State offensive line really struggled keeping people out of their backfield. As you mentioned, they gave up 37 sacks. And so my pick to click this week uh, is Jordan Botello, along with the rest of the defensive line. But I think Jordan Botello is in a really nice situation to get a sack or two. Uh, and and those won't be the only two that the defensive line gets, I suspect. that Notre Dame's going to win this battle in the trenches, and I like the defensive line 
really excelling this weekend against the Tigers. Jordan Botello, and he is your Aspen Mortgage Key Irish Player this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 22 Indiana locations. Tim, how are the Irish health-wise going into Game 2? At least one casualty from the Navy game. Yeah, that was Gabe Rubio, one of Nordham's interior defensive linemen that happened on the sack that he helped create for Josh Burnham. It's not it's not overly serious, but it will keep him out of this week's game and probably probably NC State as well. Tight end Eli Raritan is getting closer. He actually dressed for the game, but he won't be ready. And I'm not sure this is has been spread around too much. And I'm not sure the extent of it, but I know that that uh, Drake Bowen, the freshman linebacker. Uh, got dinged a little bit. I, I I don't know if it's a concussion uh, where he is on that, but he got dinged a little bit in the Navy game, and I'm not quite sure about his availability this weekend. Okay. Overall, though, a pretty good report for the Irish. Let's hope that Gabe Rubio is back uh, in time for Ohio State. Maybe that would sound good to me. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Dot com prediction brought to you by SES Environmental. Need help navigating environmental risk with regulatory compliance? You need SES. Look them up at sesadvantage.com. Tim Priester, this one is off the board with Vegas. That, that tells us something right off the top. What does America's foremost authority predict for the ND Tennessee State game? Well, it's, you know, I, I think we're going to see something similar to last week and the Notre Dame should jump off to an early lead and then it gives them an opportunity to play a lot of players. But I just, I, I really don't see Tennessee State being able to score much. In fact, I don't even think Tennessee State is going to score this weekend. I have Notre Dame 48 and Tennessee State zero. Notre Dame 48, Tennessee State zero. That is Tim Preacher's world famous irishillustrated.com prediction. Tim, I think, you know, there's going to be a double in letdown. It's it's the way humans are built, but Notre Dame is so much better than and don't get me wrong about what I'm about to predict. Notre Dame is so much better than Tennessee State at every position that they're going to get the job done and hopefully Steve Angeli gets to see some extended action. But I think Tennessee State will break through. Notre Dame 45, Tennessee State 7. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. For more Fighting Irish Preview, check out FightingIrishPreview.com and also listen to and subscribe to our podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Thank you.